Bob, it's, uh, what is it, Wednesday? Everything feels wrong because we're recording on a Wednesday. It's not Thursday. I'm going skateboarding tomorrow. That's the reason. <laughs> nice. I'm yeah. not going skateboarding. I'm not a skateboardist. Oh, you're just going to observe some skateboarding. I don't know what I'm going to do, really. Yeah, it's, it's um, Samsung, a, a kind of co... I think it's like a co-opening of a skateboard park in London. Um, I say co-doing it because I think it's part of... Something it's funded by something else anyway. Something, something to do with the, the. I should have read the the invitation. <laughs> I won't. I won't embarrass myself and try and get dig, dig a bigger hole. But it's Samsung are involved. It's all about the the flip, the flip five. So by the time people hear this, I'll have been and it'll have happened. But it's uh, yeah. I've got no idea what it is. It's one of these very odd but, but very um, nice press invites where they say, "Do you want to come to London and watch some people skateboard?" Uh, it's about the phone as well. So. You, you, because the phone's the flip, and I suppose, do you flip skateboards? I suppose you do, don't you? Uh, I haven't been on a skateboard since I was about six. I see what they did there. I think that's what I think that's the link. It's tenuous, but I'll give them it. So that's why we're recording today, anyway. But um, so everything feels a bit strange. But um, yeah, well, what's happened? Well, there's a big list here which I've not looked at, which always makes me slightly nervous and excited at the same time. Um, well. Well, lots of stuff, but um, I was going to ask you what you've been up to, because uh, <laughs> you now put out so much content that I, I can't keep up. I, I don't, I don't, I don't, th- I don't know how you find the time to make it all because <laughs> I don't have time to consume it. So, because you're just everywhere, aren't you? You got your solo club, like daily diaries and newsletters, and you got the Mark Ellis reviews stuff. You got the uh, Creator Academy coming up. It's all over the place. Like poo on a blanket. <laughs> that's what you're trying to say, Rob, don't you? But you can be nice, but I think that's what it was. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, last week was ridiculous. Um, fun fact, all all of last week's videos, I think there were three in a row, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, all of them were shot on the morning of the video going live and edited, obviously, on the morning. Thumbnail done, apart from one, I think, in the morning. The only things that weren't done that day with the sponsor reads, which is why I'm wearing different clothes uh, throughout the video, like a Madonna costume change. Um, yeah, it's, it's just been ridiculous. It's been crazy with... Uh, it's, it's mainly sponsored stuff combined with all the Apple malarkey. You know, Apple kind of bringing out these new chips and things. And um, whenever they do that, everything just goes mad. Um, the great thing is now that I have help because uh, I couldn't do it on my own. I, I don't think I could do it on my own. I did somehow at one point, but... Yeah, it's a lot of content. There's all the short form stuff as well, which I don't really get involved in anymore. It just kind of happens. Things just appear on TikTok and Instagram that I didn't edit myself, which is, um, again, scary and exciting. I haven't been cancelled yet, so they're doing something right. <laughs> yeah. So, so um, what, what, what is, what's, what's new? What's, what's going on in the world of Mark Ellis Media? Uh, what's happened? Well, the problem is, when you make this many videos, you forget which videos you've made. So I have to look back at, I have to look on YouTube Studio to remind myself of what's been, what's been published. But it's, um, I mean, to be fair, it's mainly been Mac stuff, hasn't it? I mean, if I look at the last few videos, Mac, iPhone 15, iPhone 15, Mac, uh, Ola Dance headphones, earbuds, Mac, Mac. It's that kind of deal, really. Um, although I did drive a Porsche last week. So oh, yeah. Mix it up a bit. How was that? Porsche, sorry. It was fairly nice, yeah. I'm not sure I'd spend 70 grand on the one that they gave me, but I suppose it's the badge, isn't it? Have you ever driven a Porsche? Mm, uh, Boxster. So not Boxster. a proper one. <laughs> yeah. <I'd> dr- <laughs> the one, okay, I think I got in trouble. We've talked about this before, I remember, because I, I, I think we lost a subscriber because I said, why would you own a Porsche, Porsche Boxster? Because you, all you're doing is saying, I haven't quite made it. I didn't. I can't quite afford a 911. I don't know why you'd advertise that fact. I said that. I remember. And so I think it was someone on the Discord server, and they haven't been seen since. <laughs> They've gone. <laughs> so I'll, we'll probably lose someone else now. But um, yeah, so it was a KN. It was the new, um, it was the 2023 KN, which is like their SUV, people carrier, family wagon thing. Um, and it was very nice. It was, it was a lovely, lovely motor. V6. This one was. It was the a bit a bit disappointed they didn't give me the V8, the, the big the big one. Um, but it was still fairly pokey and what have you. And um, yeah, just a, a nice car. I, I just 
I don't know. I think it's, it's, it's a classic thing with Porsche where you've got to, you've got to spend the money to get the one that you want. I think if you go below it, you just you just drive around thinking it's not quite as good as it could be. Mm. <laughs> We've just lost all the Porsche audience, haven't we? They've all gone. <laughs> did, 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 is this another full production with your uh, your film company mates, or did you film this one all yourself? No, I didn't this time, mainly because I only had it for a day. So I could, I could have it for as long as I wanted that day. It could, it could literally be you know, midnight, you know, one minute past midnight to, to midnight if I wanted. Um, but but no longer than that, because it, it, partly because it's such it's, it's a relatively new car and I'm not Top Gear. So the, the Top Gear and those magazines obviously get the precedence over some, some bloke from Leamington who runs his own YouTube channel. Um, so I didn't have it for very long. So it, it didn't really make sense. I, I can't review a car in a day, having never driven it before or touched it or anything so i thought what i'd do instead is just shoot loads and loads of b-roll and use that as some short form stuff that uh, niall and myself can can test the water with really just do some fun kind of asmr type stuff and an overview of it and all, all sorts of bits and pieces hmm. well you say you're not top gear top gear aren't top gear anymore either are they since that's the a very good point situation that's a sore Which point is- isn't it? <laughs> literally yeah so um it's all well and good What's it got to do with with the tech reviewer? Why are you why are you reviewing a petrol car? I can get I I, I understood yeah. the EV right that made sense, but yeah, what? there's no link at all really. There's a very when I they spoke to me about it last year and they said um, and this was shortly after WWDC they said we've got a really exciting KN update next year, um, some new, some new CarPlay stuff, uh, some very clever headlight technology and stuff and what have you. Um, we'll, we'll let you know when it's when it's ready and um, they did that. And the headlight tech's very cool. Again, it's a very, very tenuous link to what I do. I, I don't review headlights, um, but it's it's it's, it's those what well, they call matrix LED, and they kind of move around and they do everything for you. Basically, they can light six hundred meters down the road and yada yada yada. Um, so very clever. But again, I can't make a YouTube video about that because no one's going to watch it. Uh, nothing against Porsche. It's just not going to it's not going to work for my audience. Um, the CarPlay stuff, though, I was really interested in because, like I say, it was just after WWDC. And if people have forgotten, which I wouldn't be surprised if people have, um, they did preview a brand new version of CarPlay, didn't they? With the, the, the kind of filled the dash and. You know, connected to the ECU in the car and did all this clever stuff. I assumed it would be that. Yeah, no, I was it just going to say, that's not out yet. They said it would be out no. by the end of 23. We're nearly at yeah. the end of 23. No sign of it. Nothing at all. But I was hoping maybe maybe Porsche being Porsche would have some kind of early access to it. No, it's the, it's the standard um, CarPlay. So it wasn't quite what I was, I was expecting, to be honest. So and, that, and that's why I didn't put any more effort into it in terms of bringing people in to film it, because it's, like I say, it's a tenuous link. Um, but... Like I say, we'll get some good short form stuff out of it, um, and see if people like it. Basically, but there, there is there's, there's not an EV model of that car. There is a um, a plug in hybrid. So there's a hybrid with a V6, I think, and a you know, like a 90, 90 mile range uh, electric mode. But I didn't get that one, so I couldn't test that either. Nice. Okay. I think what was fun or not fun actually is trying to fly a drone safely and legally while you're driving the car. That was interesting. Does it has a lock, doesn't it? Did it did it not just follow you? Yeah, but the problem is the car's much faster than the drone, and when you've got people behind you who have no idea that this idiot in front of them is is trying to make sure the drone can keep up with him, you just have to keep up with the traffic. So there were, there were two or three times where I genuinely thought I just lost the drone because I had to turn in to to get off the road so these people poor people could come past, um, and then wait for the drone just to appear. And it did, thankfully. But um, that, that's quite a frightening thing to do, just to fly the drone up. Because the, um, the DJI stuff has got a thing called Active Track, where you fly it up, you choose something on the screen, and it follows you. Like you say, it's really, really smart. Um, it's, it works great if you're just walking down the road or if you're on a bike or something. But if you're doing 40 miles an hour down a, a, um, you know, a, B, a B road, can't keep up. So you've kind of fly it up, choose the car, get in the car, strap yourself in, drive normally, um, and just hope that it's following you. It could be anywhere. Um, and before anyone writes in, not that anyone ever does write into eight or sixteen, I did this in a very, very remote area, uh, no trees, nothing, very wide open. Um, but yeah, that that was interesting, very interesting. Well, I shall uh, look out for those shorts then. As, moving on to actual tech, mm. Ali, your mate Ali, he's not your mate, yeah. is he? Our mate Ali, he's not my mate either. Uh, he he's launched the Light Mode brand. 
He has, yeah. So he now Impressive. makes productivity stuff. And the first thing he's launched is a keyboard. Did you get one? I did. Well, it's not come yet, but I've ordered it. Well, I tweeted him the day before it launched and said, Can I, you got any review units, please, mate? And nothing. Just completely ignored me. And then obviously all these people the next day had review units. So I'd been looked at, I'd been overlooked. Oh. So I had to buy one. Well, Pete had one. Mr. Matheson. Did he? And he got his video out before the launch day. I don't know if he got into trouble for that, but yeah, no. His his, his uh, Ali Abdal light mode keyboard video came out the day before it was launched. So I don't know if that was a scheduling error. He'll get a slap on the wrist for that. <laughs> he kept that very quiet. How's it doing? Because I'm not sure what to do with it when it comes apart from use it as a keyboard, obviously. I'm not sure how interested people are going to be in it. What do you think? When did you last do a mechanical keyboard review? You used to you used to be all ages about the mechanical ago. keyboards, didn't you? <laughs> Absolutely, ages ago. Um, oh yeah, he has done it, hasn't he? I don't think he's done a full. He's not done a full length video, has he? A, a long form one. Looks like he's done a few shorts. Um, but yeah, uh, yeah, it was a long time. I can't even think. I think the last one would have been like a keychron or something. Probably like two years ago. Um, I, the, the problem is I don't really understand mechanical keyboards. I love them. I love using them, but I don't get them. You know, on, on the Discord server, we, there's a channel dedicated to to keyboards or keeps, as you guys call it. <laughs> I haven't got a clue what's going on in there at all. No idea whatsoever. I, I'm, I'm glad you you lot enjoy it. I'm, I'm glad it's got a big fan base. But um, I just like the noise they make and the way they feel. Yeah, what, what's your current daily driver then? So I'm still using. Good question. I'm still using the well, a couple actually. The, the F the F ninety six. You know the um, Equinix. Iquinix, 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 whatever they're called. Uh, and the other one is over there, which is a new fee something, one of the new fee keyboards. Oh, yeah. That's Very on the production nice. desk. Very nice. Very nice. So what you, about you? So what have you, got? you well no, I'm still using uh still using my my trusty sculpt from uh two thousand and eight or something. Yeah, yeah it, it, no, no, not two thousand, two thousand thirteen. It's uh it's a trooper. I've tried many other keyboards. I've got like, well, what is it? I've got a craft knocking about. You know, I still haven't built that Mode 80, you know, my ludicrously expensive keyboard oh, that I was okay. lusting after for ages. And then there was a <clears throat> finally a, a deal on it and it was still ludicrously expensive. But the the whole story about that was I wanted to build a replica, an homage to the keyboard I had when I was 10. Remember that story? I do remember it. So that's still in he's, pieces. He's still not. Yeah, I got, you need to get on that, Rob. I do. Well, I just, I need to, it's just such a, Faff, isn't it? Because you've got to f like find out which switches you want. And uh, it, I've got to solder it all. And I just haven't got time to sit down and solder 88 keys, 88 switches on. So I wonder now, I might, I might ashamedly pay someone else to do it because I, I just don't, I can't see when I'm going to have the time to sit down and do that. But um, yeah, no, I think that's definitely on my, my must achieve next year list is just finally build that keyboard because it's a beautiful thing and lovely on my desk. Um, both of those do. E both of those keyboards have got their their ANSI layout, and they haven't got the L-shaped enter key. Uh, do you know what? I don't even know. I just ordered it, <laughs> ordered it, and very briefly looked at the photo. Um, oh no, no, the... not not the Ali Abdel. Oh, sorry, one. I think Your... the Ali one. No, not the Ali one. Although that oh, like okay. I, I can't remember if that has what shaped enter key is. No, I'm talking about your um, your new fee. I'm pretty sure the new fee don't have. They're all they're all the oblong enter key. They are, yeah, and it looks like Ali's is as well. As is, I think the Equinix. Iquinix. Yeah. Is it Iquinix? Um, that one has as well. All right. So yeah, so that's just your your jam. Yeah. Now I've I've foolishly limit myself limited myself to which keyboards I can use by insisting on having a inverse L shaped enter key. That's fair enough. It's each their own, isn't it? Yeah, oh, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to getting Ali's. Though I think it's going to be. It, it looks really nice. Um, and knowing knowing him, knowing that he he enjoys a good keyboard as well. In theory, if, they, if they've spent time on this, it should be pretty good. I think. Oh, he reckons it's like a year's worth of R and D. Yeah. So yeah, all right. Well, I shall look forward to hearing about that. I've got another it's question good. for you. Yes. There was a recent newsletter <clears throat> where you were talking about whatever it was you were talking about and he said oh yeah no i'm, I'm filming on this but my, my oh, you didn't mention what you were filming the newsletter on okay you did refer to the fact that your fx3 was over there but i do know that you sony have lent you a zve1 haven't they zve1 they had i haven't got it anymore yeah but did did you record that newsletter on it 
Yeah, I shot loads of stuff on that. That's the, the reason um, I asked is because I didn't yeah. even realise you weren't filming it on your FX3 until you said, <laughs> oh, my FX3 is over there. And I was like, what? Yeah, it is. It's an FX3, basically, just in a different case and without a fan. Yeah. <laughs> and a few few features have just been dis- disabled. But um, no, Sony asked for it back, uh, understandably, about a week ago. And I missed it that much. I just ordered it a couple of days ago. And funnily enough, just before this podcast, I was setting it up because I'm going to be using it in London tomorrow. Um it's such a good. Ca- I think it's my favourite camera ever. It's something about that little thing. It's brilliant. But you, you're right. It, it, it looks. It looks brilliant. What's the difference uh, and, between that and the um, the FX30? Because that's essentially the a, a cut down FX3 as well, isn't it? Yeah, the FX30 is a crop sensor. So oh, the yeah. um, the ZV-E1 and the FX3 are full full frame. That's what makes it so good. Really, it's um, gotcha. It's a it's a little beast in that respect. Um, so yeah, I, I, I had to order it. I had to get one. I, I, I did that thing where I, I got the one from Sony. I thought I'll use it. I'll do a little, little bits and pieces on it for um, on Instagram, and then I'll, I'll see if I miss it when I give it give it back to them. And if I miss it, that's the litmus test. I'll get one. If I don't miss it, I missed it immediately. It, I think just having that camera just to pick up and kind of run and gun and do all that sort of stuff. And it's also not particularly. It's it's, it's much more um, inconspicuous. It's not. You know, the FX3 is not a big camera, but this is is very small. It looks like a little point and shoot, basically, mm. which is what it is really, with just with a, a fa- fa- fairly amazing sensor and uh, bits inside. Well, on, on the subject of cameras that look like other cameras, I nearly bought a ZVE10 because uh, okay. on Amazon on, on on the Black Friday week they were punting them out for four nine nine, but if you ticked a box, you could get a seventy two pound coupon so 424 pounds for a zve 10 very good that's value. not bad at all that's really good bearing in mind that my my proper camera is a a 6300 so i'm already in the crop sensor world i've got draw filler lenses and whatever um but then i realized it's got the same sensor as the a6300 so it's a complete waste of time i mean apart <laughs> from the fact it's got it's got like a flippy out screen and it's got USB-C, yep. so you can plug it straight into a computer and use it as a webcam because what I'm using here is the A6300, but it's going through uh, an Elgato cam link. Um, and I don't know, I just thought it might be convenient to, instead of having this kind of bonky setup, just have a, Z- a ZVE10 USB-C cable, you know, job done. But uh, yeah. then I thought, no, I'll spend that money on a Sigma 16 millimeter lens instead. Because this is, this is the kit Good lens. Choice. This is the um, Sony 16 to 50 Okay. Yeah. Yeah. You you made a, a wise decision there. Definitely spend the money on class. Yeah. Um, so many cameras to choose from, though. Sony don't make it easy either. But like you say, most of them are the same camera, just with a different body and things missing or things added on. So definitely spend the money on on the lens. Makes perfect sense. Well, it's it's kind of the the no brainer standard issue. Everyone loves the the Sigma sixteen mil, don't they? They do, indeed. Lovely, lovely lens. Have you um, got one? Is that one no, in your arsenal? Um, not not, no, not the Sigma. What, what Sigma have I got? The Sigma, I always forget, I think it's the 17, no, it is the six, 16 to 28 I've got. That's my main wide angle, which I use for most stuff, basically. Mm. Sigmas are brilliant. There's no need to spend thousands on Sony lenses when you've got Sigma. And Tamron as well, they're, they're really good. Um, you can get the same performance or no one unless you pick pixel peeping and do all that sort of stuff no one knows ever yeah so so you've been busy very busy have you, uh, have you you haven't been paying attention to the news uh what new who's who's died now no well i don't know i didn't check that maybe someone has but no i'm well well technically yeah are you gonna say the same person as me because someone did bless him terry venables oh yes over the weekend we should just very very quickly mention him um Bless him, El Tell. Yeah, the second silence. Uh, sorry, you were saying? Um, well, but technically we could say that something has died in that uh, my my respect for nothing has died. Oh, no. <laughs> Did you hear about this? Uh, is it worse than what Casetify did? I think it is, actually. So, you know, last time we spoke, we talked about Nothing Chats, and we were like, oh, that's cool. They're bringing our oh, message yeah. Yeah. to Nothing Phones and, you know, quite like what they're doing and we we knew that it involved a server farm with other macs running and you had to enter your iCloud credentials and find you know i'm personally not going to do that but like if you're not 
so protective of your iCloud account and you that you really value that convenience. There are various other companies that have done this before, as we discussed, like Beeper. So in their spiel, they said it was totally secure. Everything was end-to-end encrypted. Um, it wasn't at all. Everything, every single message, every single attachment that has been sent via that uh, system is publicly available. Wow. If you knew where to look. So yeah. the I forget who it was. I'll put a link in the show notes to the tweet thread. But yeah, a security expert just went, I, I can't believe what I'm seeing. It, wow. You know, the, I, I have got access to not only my messages that I've sent, but every message ever sent. And I've got access to 600,000 images and attachments that have been sent via this service. So a massive security blunder. The whole thing's been shut down. Oh, yep. we know. So nothing pulled the app, and they tweeted saying, "Oh, we pulled the app because uh, we need to fix some bugs." <laughs> it's a bit worse than that. Worse than um, bug, and then the back end that was powering it was an outfit called Sunbird, um, who have pulled the service completely. It may or may not <clears> come <throat> back, um, but you would expect. A yeah, you know, a mobile veteran of Carl Pay's stature to have done his due diligence, and it yeah. makes you wonder what else they've half-assed. That's in, a very good point. Nothing OS, for example. So, I I don't think you can fail this spectacularly and expect to get away with it. I think it's going to do them a lot of damage. Well, certainly mm. has for me. I've been hugely evangelistic about nothing, um, and I yeah, they're they're. They're in the the bin with Dead anchor you. now. <laughs> After that, the why didn't thing. I hear about? Th- th- there wasn't much noise made about this in my my circle. Is I didn't not? hear about this at all. No, really weird. Um, like, c- compared to the Casetify thing, which has been it's just been off the charts in terms of people you know, shouting about it. I've not heard anything about nothing. All right. Well, that's, really yeah, so that, that's the that's. I guess it's quite niche, okay. isn't it? Um, but, you know, you, you think of other sort of communications companies that have failed at this sort of level and you, you start mm-hmm. thinking about BlackBerry and yeah. look how that went. So, yeah, well, I don't know. Maybe it's not, maybe it's not uh, in, the, in the public, you know, the, hasn't made it out. Or it's been far. buried slightly. Been Who buried, knows? Probably. Anyway, yeah. so yeah, would you say that that is better or worse than the Casetify thing much worse yeah. <laughs> because it's public data isn't it whereas the Casetify thing is just a case of if you excuse the pun of them just uh, blatantly ripping off dbrand and um our friend um jerry so yeah that is much worse yeah. <laughs> and like, like, like that, that like the guy said it unbelievably worse if it, if, it, if everything was there and like you say, it's it's going to that will have been built presumably by the nothing team that have worked on the OS and well no well no not really was so it, not? it was it was just a reskinned version of Sunbird so they they they'd outsourced Fine, right, it okay. essentially but it does what else have they outsourced well quite so yeah well so for oh, those dear. who don't know the Jerry Rig everything slash dbrand slash Casetify debacle <clears throat> is uh, Casetify just blatantly ripped off a series of cases didn't they so jerry yep. rig everything who's known for taking stuff apart in collaboration with dbrand designed a range of accessories that had like a sort of x-ray see-through kind of thing a bit like the back of the nothing phone to be fair um and Casetify didn't just copy it they like they literally just took the exact designs and the reason that Jerry Rig Everything slash D Brand found out about it is because they had put Easter eggs and things into the designs, which were also present on these Case Defy copycat designs. And yeah, that is that's not on. Including including a D Brand logo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and as he pointed out, the the, the 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 quality of the copy was hideous as well, wasn't it? You can only just make out those Easter eggs. Um, but yeah, I mean, so, someone's got fired, haven't they? Someone's lost lost their job. Um, and like he was saying, I, I didn't realise realize they were nearly a billion dollar company. They're, they're much bigger than I thought they were. 
Um, they've, they've approached me in the past for, for sponsorships and stuff, and they've never had a very good budget, surprisingly. So I've never worked with them. But I do know some people who have. I know some people who have worked with them very recently and have got to the stage with videos where they've got a video to push out, but they, they're now wondering what on earth they do because morally it's, um, it's not going to look great if you put out a video sponsored by Casetify, um, but equally they may have been paid for it and maybe under contract to do so. So I'm I'm glad I never entered into anything with them really, but yeah, he's he's uh, he's filed a lawsuit as well, hasn't he? Yeah. Old Jerry rigs everything. He's really really going for it quite rightly. So so yeah, I'll put a link to his video about the situation in the show notes. So yeah, glad glad you picked Pataka now as your accessory oh, company of choice. They're lovely. Um, why is Justin Hawkins in our uh, <laughs> outline? I'm glad he is, but. Oh, he put out a video recently where he was uh, talking about how he gets disappointed when what he feels is the most interesting, his best work, tanks. And then just I, the, the, I watched this, I remember. And then the guff he puts out just goes off the charts for some reason. <laughs> and so I just thought I'd bring that up because um, you have similar feelings on the matter. I do, yeah. For people who aren't aware, I think most people are, Justin Hawkins is the, the front man of the darkness, but also a YouTuber with, I think, nearly half a million subs now. He's, uh, he's, abs- he's And he's brilliant. I mean, even if you're not that into the... You don't have to be into the darkness at all. He's just a really... Because you watch him, don't you? I think oh, you, yeah. You, you tend, yeah. He's just very... Um, he's a normal, normal bloke, isn't he? He, he, he just reacts to, to you know, songs, and he's got a podcast now as well that he does with his producer, which is quite interesting, but a you know, very kind of honest podcast about it, what, you know, the life's and t- life and times of a, of a rock star. Uh, but it's, I, I just love his reactions to you know, the latest songs and bands and things. It's just very natural, very, very, very funny. Um, he's brilliant. But yeah, I, I, I remember watching that, actually, and... Um, yeah, yeah, it's true. You you can never, you can never predict what's going to pop off, as they say. Like for me, that iMac video, which is still going, it's had like two hundred twenty-five thousand views or something now. Um, never thought that would happen. Um, it's not my best work. I, I I quite enjoyed making it. I think it's it's very much me, but it's definitely not my best work. But it's uh, yeah, it's it's by far the most successful video I've ever made. I think. Um, whereas, like he was saying stuff which you do sometimes just pull out of your backside sorry sorry the other way around the stuff that you really put the time into um and you really love doing and you, you think is a bit different and you, know, you spend a lot of time on it doesn't perform it's very strange i'm not sure what the what, what that's all about what the psychology is or what but it's nice to know he's going through that as well hmm. so in other oh, news Justin. you know i'm a big fan of um things that look like other things yes right there is uh, on Indiegogo at the moment. There's a company called Ioneo. I don't know if you've come across them. They've been around quite some time, um, and they, they do some cool handhelds, sort of like Steam Deck style kind of you know PCs within a a thing you can hold. Um, but they on on um, Indiegogo at the moment they have got a mini PC that looks like an iMac, which is obviously right up my street. It was iMac yep. shaped. I'm buying it. So I don't know if you look in the um, in the notes there. What do you think yeah, of that? Got it here. It's, that's amazing, isn't it? I love that. It's cool. so, there's two here, aren't there? Oh, top view, front. What am I looking at here? Is that is that one? Yeah, yeah it's just showing you that, that that picture is the the, the front and sides. Ah, I got it. Yeah. Okay. Nice. We'll put a link in the show notes so people can see this. Yeah. So it's uh, an Ioneo AM01 for those yep. playing along at home you want to have a look at that so they also they've somehow managed to get um new fee who we were talking about earlier and uh 8-bit do to do some sort of complimentary complimentary colored uh accessories so you get like a, a yep. keyboard and a little controller um for $130 or something. They look quite cool. Nice. Again, I'll put all the links to this sort of stuff. That, have you come across 8-Bit Do before? I've not, no. So they, they make, no. again, obviously they're going to be up my street because they make things that look like other things. So they do controllers and stuff that look like NES controllers, SNES controllers, oh, yeah, nice. then, yeah. but they're sort of modern Bluetooth. They'll work with Apple TV if you want to play Apple Arcade. They'll work with anything that accepts a Bluetooth controller, basically. Um, so the specs are a bit sad, right? So the base spec has got a Ryzen 3 3200U, which is a chip that's about five years old. Um, 
but it, but that model is a uh, is one hundred and fifty dollars, one hundred forty nine dollars, and that's with eight gigs of RAM and a two hundred and fifty six gig M dot two SSD. Which is not bad value for for because no. you're not going to use that as a serious machine. It's it's a novelty item that happens to be a PC in my opinion. Um, but if you want to spend a bit more, it's three hundred seventy nine dollars. You can get one with a Ryzen seven fifty seven hundred U, which is still three years old, but is quite a bit better so and that 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 machine's got 32 gigs of ram and a terabyte of storage so again for 379 (laughs) dollars that's very good value really you get one i'm undecided i think i'm i'm very tempted just because it looks a bit like a mac and i'm i'm all about that but i don't know what i'd do with it because i mean i bought my i bought my steam deck just to have a an actual pc in the house because for a a while Mm. i was a bit pc-less um, and I haven't used it as a PC at all, so I, I, I think I don't need one. I, oh, I know, I know why I didn't bother dual booting it. It's because Parallels nineteen came out, you know, the virtualization software, and that runs with it, the ARM build of Windows eleven perfectly. So if I can get okay. my anything Windowsy I need to do, I can do in a virtual machine. Um, so yeah, so check that out. That's quite fun. I love the look of it. It's great. It, like, like you say, it's what, what do you do with this stuff? It would for me, it would be an ornament. Well, yeah. Well, that, which it, is it, fine. It'd be perfect <clears throat> ornament for your for your crap shelf, wouldn't it? <laughs> the crap shelf, which is still out. It's still it's out of shot these days, but it's still there. Um, yeah, I'll keep an eye on those definitely. So yeah, I mean they they they've recently <clears throat> in the news for the slide. I don't know if you've seen the slide. I put a link there if you want to click on it. So that is that's like a Steam Deck. Again, like a handheld PC thing, but mm. it's got a slide-out display to reveal a keyboard. Nice. Which okay. The the white one in particular gives me uh, T-Mobile G One slash HTC Dream <laughs> vibes. So I I, I wouldn't get like one that. of those because it just it makes me think of that. It's very yeah. very fun thing. Um, but yeah, no, there are loads of companies doing these now. You've got uh, have you seen the gpd win 4 that's been out a while they've refreshed it this year but it looks like a ps vita did you ever have a ps vita back in the day i didn't i know someone who did have one though i was always a little bit jealous um that's not loading for me that page for some reason but yeah well anyway it's 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 there it's a small handheld pc that looks like a ps vita Uh, okay yeah who there must be a big market for this like you said, there's a, there's a lot of these companies doing this now, isn't there? Handheld gaming must be must be really kind of getting well, big, then, isn't it? It's not just limited to handheld. So a lot of these companies uh, have got ah, oh, I forget the name of the port now. A lot of these smaller handheld companies, it's like Thunderbolt, but it's like a cheaper, not unlicensed version that can support mm. a ludicrous amount of bandwidth. Like. 60 gigabits per second or something versus thunderbolt 4's 40 gigabits per second but there's now a whole sort of market for these sort of small portable handheld pcs which you can dock into um just a you know a little box that's got like a full gpu and all of your storage mm. and stuff so you've got your little handheld thing that's good great for on the go you get in and you want to use it as a proper computer when you're at your desk you can get these docks using this wonky port that i've forgotten the name of help me out louise you'll know this <laughs> well surprisingly she doesn't the um uh, oh, oculink Oculink. Oculink. Okay. So, um, so if you look up like the the GPD G One, it's a it's a tiny little sort of graphics card expansion dock. So you plug all of your your displays and keyboards and mice and whatever into it. But it's got a little, uh, oh, yeah. it's got a full GPU in it, well, a mobile version of a GPU in it, but it gives you, you know, proper proper gpu capabilities anyway so yes no i think the reason people are attracted to these devices are those people who haven't got the space the money the time or the inclination to build a proper pc um and you don't need to now because you can buy these little you can buy these mini pcs like that the one from uh, ioneo for you know 150 to 379 dollars you can buy these little handheld ones for i don't know what's the steam deck cost now i think that starts at 350 quid it's it's affordable, isn't it, for what you're getting? Well, yeah, that's the thing. So there's kind of 
I, th- I think it's uh, lots of people who are you know looking into getting a, a PC would, would I think they would probably consider something like that. I think that's why CES will be interesting. I don't know if I've said, but I'm going to CES in uh, Vegas in January. Um, I think that's going to be for this stuff. I think I'm, I'm looking forward to checking a lot of that out. Um, I'm going to a pre-briefing thing next week. I think for for I think it's embargoed. I probably can't say, but a company that's known for doing this sort of stuff. So I'm qu- I'm quite excited to hopefully get my hands on something and and try it because apart from the um, the one that I reviewed, which is where is it? It's over there. Let's grab it. Apart from this. The Logitech, oh yeah, which is uh, is great actually, but again, it relies on it doesn't play anything apart from Android stuff natively, so you have to use cloud gaming like Xbox uh, Xbox Cloud Gaming, which is if you've got the, the the connection for it, it's great. But I haven't actually experienced a proper Steam Deck type um, you know handheld thing with everything built into it. So I'm, I'm looking forward to trying that out. I think in in Vegas, if, if there's going to be quite a lot of this stuff, which I think there will be. Yeah. What else is going on? Oh, you know, we we talked about like Sonos maybe or you know, almost certainly releasing a sort of high end set of headphones next year. The headphones, yeah. I don't think we covered the fact that there that along along with that, there's also much talk about a set top box from Sonos that would act as a hub for your Sonos ecosystem. So mm. apparently they've been courting cable companies to try and get streaming deals and stuff. Um and there's some some other sort of sketchy rumours about them potentially launching their own streaming service. I don't know, perhaps as a sort of bundle of stuff, content that they're getting from these content providers that they're mm. they've been in talk to, to, to they've been talking to. But yeah, that would be very interesting to see how that compares to an Apple TV because Sonos they generally do a pretty good job. They do. I, I love the idea of them detaching themselves slightly from just speakers and doing something else. The headphones is a brilliant idea. I, I, such an obvious thing for them to do. Um, but again, so is to a degree that you know linking up with the streaming service or doing their own or whatever. Um, someone needs to partner with the cable companies in the UK. And when we say cable companies, I mean, I'm thinking of Sky. I know they're not cable, but. Um, Someone needs to do something with Sky. I wish Apple and Sky could shake hands and get everything integrated into the Apple TV. That would be lovely. It's not going to happen, is it? Because you've got the Now app, no. and as far as Sky are concerned, it's like, well, that's good enough. Look, you can watch your succession and whatever yeah. if you want to. White Lotus. Um, but if you want the real deal, then you need to buy their... New Sky. You need to buy their set-top box, don't you? Until the plot line in Succession happens in real life to Sky, <laughs> it's not going to happen. If anyone's seen Succession, they know what I'm referring to. Um, it's, I'd hope that's inevitable at some stage. Yeah. But who knows? Anyway, now that's exciting if they do that, Sonos. Um, again, I don't know anything. I've not heard anything, so who knows? There, um, there are some Apple PSAs. Oh, yeah, did we, did we talk about this? I think we, did. Uh, I think we, we ran out of time last time. But essentially, we, the, did. Uh, we, do, we did talk about it. No, we, we we ran out of time because you were being told very forcibly by by the boss, i.e. your daughter, that you had to just stop podcasting and go and read her a story or something, which was far more, understandably far more important. So I don't think we got as far as this, did we? Yeah. So this is old news. I imagine a lot of people listening to this will know this already. But uh, so the you know the free satellite SOS service that launched with the iPhone fourteen. Yep. They said it'd be free for a year, and then they never sort of mentioned what it might cost after that. Apparently, they still haven't decided what it's going to cost because you, it's now free for another year. <laughs> Brilliant. So yeah, so those people that bought iPhone 14s have still got the satellite SOS for another year. People who buy phones, you know, 14s or 15s now will get two years from the date of activation. Nice. So yeah, but still no news on what that might cost when it eventually becomes chargeable. Um, I have a feeling it might be free forever. Possibly. Yeah, have you looks that way. the um, have you hooked up any of your actual real banks to uh, Apple Wallet? This is only applicable to people in the UK and seen your I banking have, yeah. data in it. So you can do I that have. now. So in in the wallet app, yeah, against the cards. Yeah, I'm guessing. Uh, yes. Right. Well, if you if you haven't. I mean, it'll, it may it'll show you a list of recent transactions that you've done via yeah. Apple Pay, uh, and it, but you know if you haven't gone in and explicitly done it, and it may or may not be supported by your bank. Um, but anyway, the, the the point is is that 
we knew this was going to come at some point it's now out so yeah if you want to see your your banking data directly within wallet rather than going into your bank's actual app oh, okay you are able to do that now uh very good news for uh Apple Watch users who like to use multiple watch faces. So myself, a <coughs> uh, bunch of other people on the Discord were all very annoyed with Watch OS X where it removed the ability to swipe between watch faces. So you know, I've got several watch faces that I like to flip between. A bit like sort of focus modes, but for my watch, if that makes sense. So depending on what I'm doing, where I am, I like to flip between different setups of, of watch face. You, can't, you haven't been able to do that since watchOS 10, but as of 10.2, that ability to swipe has been reintroduced. So at the moment, you've got to press okay. and hold, and then you can swap watch faces. Yeah. But uh, yeah, they've, they've, lots of people must have complained about that because they're bringing it back. And Just quickly, this going back to the bank thing very quickly, yeah. how, how does this work? Do you have to set this up? You would have to set it up, yeah. Okay. Do we know how? I don't know. I haven't done it. Okay. We'll have to look into that. I love the idea of that. Um Okay, I'll check that out. Hopefully Santander have um, got their act together with it because that's my business bank. Um, that's a nice PSA though. Sorry, I jumped in. What, what were you going to say next? Um, an iOS 17.2, the beta for that, introduces yep. spatial video recording on iPhone 15. Oh, that'd be nice for us all to use and never, never watch properly. Well, when you get your MetaQuest 3... You will be able <laughs> to get a little taste of what Apple Vision might be like because it is possible to take the output from spatial videos recorded on iOS 17.2, um, convert it into a format that MetaQuest can play back, and then you can play back your, your spatial videos uh, on MetaQuest or other, other 3D headsets if you've got one. You need an, an app that's currently in beta. I'll put the link in the... Uh, in the show notes, it's called Spatial Spatialify, um, and yeah, that will take your your spatial video recordings and turn them into something you can play on your MetaQuest. How exciting! Which I still haven't bought. I will. I'll, I'll get one. I think um, there were some decent Black Friday deals actually, weren't there for that stuff? For well, for, for MetaQuest. For, for, well, for the Quest Two. Quest Two, obviously, Not but much um, discounts for the new one. No. Okay, some decent PSAs here. What else have we got on here? Well, anything else we need to know about um, any Apple stuff before we get to Jeff Bezos, uh, his rowing boat? Uh, have to finish on that. Well, I mean, I've been up to a bunch of stuff. I've I've recently got an Acara <laughs> presence sensor, an FP two okay. presence sensor, and you, and you go, well, what the hell's a presence sensor, Rob? So, I don't know how far you've got with your smart home adventures but i, I think Not a lot very. of people who are into smart homes will have uh, you know pir motion sensors that will turn lights on and off so i've got one on each floor that do the hallway lights so you're going up and down the stairs the lights will turn on and then after a period of time they'll turn off again that's all well and good right but if you wanted that to work in your kitchen or your office for example you can only have them on sort of timers so what tends to happen if you've just got a motion sensor where you want lights to come on and off is they'll come on and maybe you're sitting still so you're not you're not triggering it and then your lights will go off and then you've got to move and turn them back on again what a presence sensor does is uh, essentially uses uh, millimeter wave radar kind of shenanigans to detect you even if you're completely still um, but because it's using a, a form of radar it can not only tell that you are in the room but it can tell where you are in the room so i've set one of these up in my kitchen and it means that when i'm over by or when when people are around the dining table the lights above the dining table come on if you're over by the sink then the lights by the sink will come on um Brilliant. which is completely bonkers and uh, makes mm. me very happy so it's really finicky to set up you've got to be very careful about the positioning because of the sensitive nature of the technology that's contained within it it's a tiny little puck um and you can't put it up high well you can you can you can mount it to the ceiling but then you lose certain features um so i've got mine mounted on the wall but it's got to be at sort of shoulder level or below really um and you've got to be very mindful about how you set it up in terms of uh, activation zones and so forth. But once you've nailed it, it's it's pretty rock solid. So if you no. read like the reviews of it on Amazon, people expect to just, you know, 
plonk it on the wall and press a button and it works. It's not like that. If you if you don't if you're the kind of person that doesn't want to do any work, it's not for you. But yeah, if you take the time to set it up really and get it dialed in, it's it's very good. And it's uh, you know it it doesn't record. If you've come across a Cara before, they used to have their own hub. Everything's all HomeKit, Matter compatible now. So I yeah I I just got it out of the box, plugged it in plumbed it straight into HomeKit, set up a bunch of automations, and it all works fine. Um, and the other thing I've done is I've upgraded my, uh, I, well, I've consolidated a bunch of SwitchBot accessories. So I, I've, I'm sure I've talked about SwitchBot. I love SwitchBot stuff. Yep. So I think I've talked about the, the robot finger that can uh, you know, press <laughs> you buttons for you. And I've got like curtain closers and I've got like a, an IR blaster that uh, makes my my tony stark couch work anyway they've released this has been out for quite a while but i've just got around to getting one uh so it's called the switchbot hub 2 and it's one of it's got their thermometer and hygrometer built in and it's got their ir blaster built in um so it's several switchbot things that you used to have to buy separately in one convenient package so i've i've got that in here which i i haven't set up any automations relating to temperature but i could for example if the temp if this sensor detects that the, the temperature is below a certain level i could have it adjust my radiator to you know make that warm up and, and turn on the the thermostat that kind of stuff is, is quite cool yeah well, all i'm really using it for apart from being able to at a glance see what temperature it is um it activates my ikea blinds so I've got a, I've got a button on my stream deck, which fires out a web hook, which then activates the uh, the IKEA. No, it doesn't fire out a web hook. I've lied. It runs a, sh- a local shortcut that runs via HomeKit. That that I, so basically I can control my my office blinds from my Steam Deck, which is very cool. The techiest house you got. You are literally Tony Stark, <laughs> aren't you? Has, there, has anything ever gone hideously or f- hilariously wrong and done weird stuff in your house? Because it sounds like it's set up, although it's, it, it clearly is done properly and is is working. I just love the idea of a bug entering the system and something like, you know, your curtains opening at the wrong time or... Not that I can think of. Uh, I mean, it... it case, occasionally you'll press a button expecting something to happen and nothing will happen and then you press it again and then it happens. That's about the level of annoyance I have <coughs> okay. with my setup. You could do quite a bit with these sen- these uh, the, the Cara sensors though, couldn't you? So you're just using them for lights at the minute? Yeah. But you, I guess you can use them to trigger anything yeah. within reason, can't you? Yeah, so it, it, it exposes itself to HomeKit as a, as a, as a mo- as well, it's got a light a lux sensor in it so you can have different things happening depending on how bright it is how what the ambient light is so for mm. example if it's you know the middle of the day you don't want the lights coming on so you can say well you know if it's if it's already light don't turn the lights on mm. and then you know if it's dark turn the lights on or um have it relative to time of day because you know if you want to go down to the kitchen for a glass of water at two o'clock in the morning because you've woken up thirsty um you don't want the lights to automatically come on 100%, uh, you know, 5,600 Kelvin, do you? You want it to be sort of dim and, and warm mm. and that sort of stuff. So, yeah, there are all kinds of things that you can do with it. Um, but, yeah, it's just a, a new toy that I've got recently. So I like a car. I, I, did, I, I did review the Acara, one of the Acara um, cameras, like house camera, which has, has, that, has that weird kind of cat hat on it, like with the cat ears and things. That was a car, I think. It's intended to, I think, to use in your, in your kid's bedroom and they make it look cute with it. You, you can take this thing off, thankfully, but um, nice little camera, actually, to be fair. Like you say, it's, it's so it's not so nicely integrated into HomeKit, etc. Yeah. Oh, another new toy I've got is, uh, you know, I'm right into Q Acoustics. So I play every, every speaker in the house. I've got like a yes. stereo pair in my office with a this one of their slimline subs. Downstairs, yep. I've got... 
full surround center spin. Well, I say full surround, just um, 5.1. I haven't got involved with Atmos yet. Uh, but previously I had one of their slim, I think it was like a 2070 SI. I've replaced that with a QB12. Have you seen the QB12? Ooh, this looks nice, yeah. This looks very nice. It's, What's it like? It's colossal. And it 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 is as in size, yeah. Physic, physically. Well, well, so it's got a, it's got a twelve inch driver in it, but also the dimensions of the enclosure, so it's sealed rather than yep. ported. Um, nice. But it yeah, it goes very loud, very deep. Yeah, it is it is bowel shakingly subwoofery, which is very pleasing. Oh, right. But yeah, the, 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 if you want it in the gloss white, the recommended retail price for those is six hundred and seventy nine quid i got it off That's ebay good. new delivered for 324 pounds so i'm very pleased <laughs> how do you do that. this well there was a there was an ebay 20 percent off up to 75 pounds uh coupon you know they do that from time to time so i think they're yeah. just taking off their commission and fees it's a lovely thing how do you get by with the sub with kids young kids oh can i use it during the day i can't use it at night because we've found that now Harrison's got to the stage now where he is, uh, you, you take him to his room and it, basically we, we can put him down without sitting there cuddling him for ages, which is nice and not nice at the same time because you get used to doing that. But it's nice because you can put him down and he just falls asleep fairly quickly. We've worked out, or I've worked out because Jen doesn't really care, but I've worked out that I can, we can now put the, the surround sound system back on because it's not really been used for the last 18 months. Mm. It's, it's been lying there dormant doing nothing, which is just for me horrible again Jen doesn't it would make no difference if it wasn't there at all for her um, but we've worked out that you can now stick it back on not ridiculously loud but we can have the um, the rumble back and his room is directly above the living room and he does does not stir yeah well we, we made the foolish mistake of uh, having another one didn't we so we started again so yeah so we are of course got only two, just yeah. coming up to that time where we might be able to get away with having it back on but yeah it has, just hasn't been on for four years after 7 p.m but you've got it now, haven't you so you can when, when they're both of that age where you can turn it on you've got it it's 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 so pleasingly loud and bassy i really i do enjoy it a lot yes it's, it's nice. way better than than the old one and i wasn't at all unhappy with the old one um it was just i happened to stumble across that deal and then with the coupon made it made it very very good value so yeah, no, I'm, I'm never, never giving mine up. My HTB to my my Kef. That's until that dies. Never going to give that thing up. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you want to pick off this list before we we sign off? I mean, I could quickly talk about my my desk revamp. I need to get a. I need to take a picture of it because it's it's changed quite mm. a lot since the last time I posted. So you know, I got this stupid forty inch like twenty one sixty p ultra wide. Yeah with a built-in kvm so the idea was i'd have my keyboard mouse etc plugged directly into the display and then i'd be able to flip between my mac and my work laptop and it mostly worked but mostly isn't good enough so sometimes it just wouldn't flip over for whatever reason sometimes like the video would go over to one machine but the 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 usb would still be attached to the other one it was just a pain um so I've got I've managed to find a KVM switch that can that can support the stupid resolution of this. So this is in five K, two K display, and a lot of them only go up to four K. This is obviously more than four K because it's twenty one <clears throat> by nine. You've got all that sort of additional pixels that need to be driven. So I found one. I'll put a link in the show notes, but it's got a little button I can press. Nice. Okay. So I, I yep. can just press that and then that'll flip between Mac um, and it works every time. It's absolutely brilliant. It's got like, it's got four USB 3 US, it's got four USB A 3.0 ports so plenty of speed and whatever. So I've got all my nice. wireless dongles plugged in there. Uh yeah, I just press the button, keyboard and mouse and everything goes over to the laptop or the Mac. Absolutely brilliant. Um and the other problem with having a display this large is that my shelf, I used to have a shelf underneath my old, my 34-inch ultrawide, but it looked a bit silly because it kind of, it was too sh short now. <laughs> so I got I got a longer one um, with space to accommodate my Moto M2 audio interface. 
And it all looked great, except for the fact that the Moto M2 has got those front-facing XLRs on it, which do my head in. So I got... Ruins everything. I got a pair of 90-degree uh, XLR adapters to make a U-shape. Nice. So it now sits nicely on my shelf, and the cable just goes around the back, out of sight. It's lovely. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, yeah. so you, is, that, is that the desk done? Does it need any more tweaking, do you think? Um... Yeah, no, I, I can't see myself. I'm certainly not going to change this display for long. Not until no. the OLED equivalent of this current display becomes available. Because, I mean, that's just not a thing. some way it? off. So but that, yeah, that's, that's, that's going to be a way off. Um, you know, obviously, the, at some point, we, we, we're going to try and do this, like, video style, aren't we? So I've got an Amaran 60D light and stuff coming to replace this rather harsh elgato key light that i've got up here just hopefully make things look a bit better um but you know other than that well i, I guess at some point this m1 mac mini will need refreshing or something else although you're generally of the opinion that the m3 yeah it's better than the m2 which was better than the m1 but not by so much <laughs> it's worth upgrading no, I, I, the m1's so good isn't it I think well, the thing is that they've left the M, the, the Mac Mini and the Mac Studio as they are, haven't they? It's M, M2 only, there's no M3. I, I reckon they'll, they'll update that Q1 2024, I think. They've got to, haven't they? That's a horrible buying decision, though. If you, if you need one of those now, either a, a Studio or a Mini, I mean, having said that, they're still great. You, you can get really wrapped up in this stuff, can't you? But I'd, if, your Mac, if your M1 Mac Mini is working run it into the ground that's what i do well we'll see we'll see how today's recording has come out <laughs> that's a good point <laughs> i think on that note rob um we're gonna have to sign off but uh yeah and in, in two weeks we won't say anything else anything more but there is, we're entering a new era of 8 or 16 and things will be fairly different in two weeks time for reasons we won't explain yet leave everyone on that on that massive cliffhanger people are going to be talking about this on twitter and <laughs> what's going to happen but yeah it's going to be it's going to, it's going to be very different in a couple of weeks which I'm looking forward to so um, yeah well, I've learned so much today genuinely have ah as always we've, we forgot to mention the silly thing what was, oh the silly thing okay yeah let's do that uh, <laughs> Jeff Bezos Jeff Bezos rowing boat so this is a okay. video by a guy called Bobby Fingers I'm going to... Bobby Fingers. <laughs> have, you, have you encountered Mr. Fingers previously? I've never never encountered Mr. Fingers. He's only done about like five videos or something. He just sprang out of nowhere in the past year, 18 months. He's absolutely brilliant. I'm watching it now, by the way. Um, but yeah, it's worth setting aside half an hour, watching the whole thing from beginning to end. But essentially the guy makes a rowing boat in the shape of Jeff Bezos's face out of fiberglass. And it is brilliant. <laughs> I'm watching it now. It's 28 minutes long. Um, wow, wow. Yeah, okay. Well, <clears throat> we'll put a link in the show notes because it's, it's definitely not, it's, it, this is definitely a visual thing. But well, it's a, it's um, a visual thing. So the, the thing that the things that strike me about Mr. Fingers' work is one his extraordinary level of craftsmanship. So it's absolutely fascinating watching him. He's he sort of builds a. a, a I don't know what the word is. I don't even know what the terminology is. But you know, he starts off working in clay, and then mm. he does some other stuff uh, involving like an enormous CNC machine, and and a lot of work went just a, just a ludicrous amount of work went into making this this <laughs> rowing boat in the shape of <laughs> Jeff Bezos's face. But the uh, the narration oh, it's got some. It's got some crude language and some very childish jokes in it. So if that's not your thing give it a miss but that that's my favorite kind of humor so yeah if it's if it's rude and silly i'm all for it um i think if you if you visit a, a youtube channel called bobby fingers <laughs> you have to expect that if, you, if, you, if you're surprised by what comes after that then don't use youtube um i'm gonna watch this later i think because it, it looks brilliant it's, it's superb um, so it's just it's a really the the the, the storytelling the cinematography the actual subject matter is all amazing and some would say that he ruins it with his coarse language and childish humour, but I think it just takes makes, makes it. it yeah. Well, he's got 96,000 subs, so he's, he's doing something right, isn't he? Well, he used to be um, a singer in a band called The Rubber Bandits. I don't know if you recall okay. the, the Rubber Bandits. They were famous for a song called uh, I've Got a Horse Outside. 
<laughs> Which sounds brilliant immediately. Uh, it rings a bit, not, not that, that song, but the, the band name rings a bell for some reason. Yeah, they were popular 15 years ago, I think. Amazing. I'm going to check him out. Well, we'll leave it at that then. It's uh, the only problem with watching this. I, in, in, for me, is that I think I'll just I'll I'll, I'll have to give up YouTube because I, I could never make anything this inventive or amazing ever. It is, it is humbling. I mean, and the, I say the, the cinematography is superb. He makes Peter McKenna look like an amateur. Yeah, amazing. Right. Thanks for the tip off. I'll uh, I'll, I'll be <laughs> I'll be dreaming about Jeff Bezos's face <laughs> as a rowboat tonight. <laughs> expect that uh cheers rob we'll uh we'll uh, see you and we'll see we'll see you we'll we'll, we'll do something very interesting in two weeks time All right. see ya cheers cheers